You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. Today's episode is brought to you by Level Lacrosse. Are you ready to take your game to the next level? Level Lacrosse has innovative products at an unbeatable price. From their aviator travel stick that fits in a backpack to their Apex rebounder that comes with its own carrying case. Need something more traditional? Their Altitude Complete Stick provides an aerospace aluminum alloy stick, a pre-strung head, and a lifetime warranty for only $49.99. And for every item purchased, Level donates sticks, equipment, and daily essentials to programs in need all over the U.S. and overseas. Order yours today at levellax.com, spelled L-V-L-Lax.com, and use code G-O-S for 10% off your order. All right, John, everyone's pretty much wrapping up their regular seasons. We're having senior days, hope, you know, unless games are canceled or postponed, which has been happening a lot lately. But we're having some senior days. We're having the end of the regular season. Um, we saw Kaiser play for the first time in a long time. And, you know, let's just dive in with a quick recap of what happened this past week. Then we'll talk about next week and we'll kind of break down what's happening with the conferences because I know it's a little bit crazy. So, First up, we have Lords beating Siena Heights eight to five. This is really tricky here because we weren't really sure how outside of Indiana Tech, the rest of the WAC is going to work. So Lords beating Siena Heights eight to five, Siena Heights beating Concordia 17 to eight. And as we both know, Concordia beat Lords earlier in the season. Am I right? You were right on that one. So, so one it's kind of a cannibalism. Of yeah, yeah. They're all one and one in that little group of three. Then you've got Madonna, who I believe is on a two-week hold. You've got Siena Heights, which is on a two-week hold. You've got Aquinas. I'm not sure what's going on with them, to be honest. I think they're fine. And, you know, it's just kind of a mess at the moment. So all we learned this week is that after Indiana Tech, anybody in the conference can beat anybody. That That's what we know. Except uh, COVID. Yeah, well, that's, uh, COVID's undefeated right now. Then, uh, unless Indiana Tech seems to be pretty unscathed, so pretty lucky so far. Speaking of Indiana Tech, they beat Madonna 13-4 to to kind of solidify their spot at the top of the conference. Uh, the, the big game coming up to kind of finalize the whack is Concordia-Indiana Tech this upcoming week will be that last little hurdle for Indiana Tech to finish the season in the whack at the very top. So I think... That is one where we've seen like Siena Heights kind of blitz Concordia. They, they had a really good game. If Indiana Tech can kind of do the same thing, play with speed, limit turnovers, win faceoffs, you know, I think they have the edge in that one. I mean, they have the edge in most games this season. And uh, yeah, w- what do you got for me from the, the AAC? Yeah, for the AAC, the main game this week was Tennessee Westland versus SCAD, just because that was for seeding purposes as the AAC actually wrapped up today. Tennessee Westland won 11 to 8. It was their senior day. Um, the big thing on that one was they dominated faceoffs. I'm not sure if the SCAD faceoff specialist uh, got injured, but he only took four faceoffs the entire game. So that might be something to keep an eye on heading into the conference tournament. Okay. And then what do you. Uh... What about the KCAC? What happened in the KCAC this week? Because that's a pretty big deal, too. Yeah, so we had the biggest game to, to me was Columbia Benedictine. Um, was another one where Benedictine got out to an early lead, 
but they fell just short, seven to six. So what I'm seeing is Benedictine's hanging in there with the the top two. Yeah, yeah. Team. So, I mean, maybe we wrote them off too soon earlier in the year. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing that, you know, we thought it was pretty clear that Columbia was on top. We had St. Ambrose, Benedictine. And then we had a couple guys, you know, kind of receiving votes is where we thought they would land. And Benedictine kind of surprised us in this one and proved that the Kit Kat is a little bit closer at the top than we thought. Yeah, definitely. And then another one, as far as seating goes, Mobap took down Ottawa 12 to 10. So Ottawa, not quite able to stop the skid just yet. Okay, so let's talk about, we got two games coming up this week that are important. So we've got Concordia and Indiana Tech, which I already covered. That's going to be big for the WAC. A lot of the WAC games are postponed slash canceled because of COVID. And then we've got Columbia William Penn this week, which is, which is again, like Columbia's in the same spot as Indiana Tech. Like this is your conference to lose. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Have they clinched already? I think they probably have already clinched the conference, but still you, you want to finish the season strong. You want to beat William Penn. So talk about that game real quick. Yeah. So it's a game, as you said, where clearly the top team in Columbia, and then you have a William Penn team where it's kind of, the offense is finally getting rolling. I think they put up 15 plus goals in the last four or five games and they're on a five game win streak. So definitely getting hot at the right time. I don't know if they have enough to pull this one out, but I think it's going to be a lot closer now than it would have been at the beginning of the year. Total trap game, you know, you know, you, you, William Penn's got nothing to lose at this point. Right. I think, I think they've solidified their spot in the conference tournament. So it's, it's really, everything's on Columbia to, to not lose at this point. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think with a win or a lose, I'd, or a win or a loss, I don't think uh, either one would drop. I'm pretty sure William Penn is solidified as the four or five seed, and then Columbia is already secured as the one seed. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. And William Penn, as far as the standings go, is currently fifth in the standings in the KCAC. And uh, as you said to me off air, what is it, eight teams in the KCAC are going to make the, the conference tournament this year? Correct. So, yeah, I'm looking at it, and it looks like they're going to be in it no matter what. They'd be 6-4 and four in the KCAC if they lose, and that has them, you know, worst-case scenario, they might slip a spot, and uh, they'll still be in it. So, you know, going into the KCAC tournament, you, you have eight teams in there right now. So Columbia's probably the one, St. Ambrose probably the two, Benedictine three, and then it's Mobap, William Penn, Ottawa, Missouri Valley and St. Mary, if, if all stays the same as it is today, anything, uh, did I get anything wrong there, John, with the, with the KCAC? No, that looks pretty accurate to me. Um, leaves Clark Midland and Morningside on the outside looking in. Yeah. And I think it'll be a pretty interesting tournament. I say, I would say the as kind of expected, the best game to me would be the four versus five, which would be a rematch of William Penn, Missouri Baptist. That was a real thriller a couple of weeks ago where Missouri Baptist got a big lead and William Penn fell just short of the comeback. So that'll be a good one. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because Mobap, William Penn, Ottawa, Missouri Valley, any of those teams can can really, and St. Mary for that fact, any of those teams can kind of beat up on each other. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens out of that group of five. 
the top three, I think still is one step ahead of the rest of the conference. So, all right, moving over to the WAC, like I've discussed, um, not a lot of details to give right now. So many teams are on pause. So many games haven't happened, but I was just on the phone with an assistant coach for one of the programs. And they said that tomorrow they are getting a lot of information from not only the school, but from the conference on what is going to happen. So we will, you know, obviously, John, you'll probably be tweeting out about this as we find out. And then we'll add a little bit, a little blurb into our weekly NAI piece on Lax All-Stars that will um, kind of keep everyone posted with what we find out. So as of right now, you know, Indiana Tech is not on a pause as far as we know. They are the one seed. So, you know, they would be the one seed in the tournament. And the rest of it, if they have a tournament in the WAC, is going to be down to who's still playing and how many teams do they want in the tournament? Because there might only be four or five teams still playing in, in a week when it's time for the conference tournament. So uh, a lot of implications there, all related to COVID, not really related to on-the-field stuff at this point. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll keep everyone posted. And then finally, talking about the AAC tournament. Yeah, so the AAC one is actually, I guess, the one of the three that we do have the most clarity on. It is. I don't think it's been officially announced, but kind of the math's been done. Most people know where they're going at this point. We have one seed, Reinhardt, two seed, Cumberlands, three seed, Tennessee Wesleyan, four seed, St. Andrews, five seed, SCAD, and then six seed, Weber. Um, if it sounds a little bit different in years past, it's only been one through four have made it, so they've switched it up. And then the one and the two seed also get buys this year. So okay. Reinhardt will get a buy straight into the semis, and so will Cumberland's. In addition to that, instead of just being like straight up one, the one seed will get the winner of four or five. It's they'll get the lowest remaining seed. So, if so Weber the is, sixth seed, my question yeah. to you is: I'm on the website for the AAC, and I'm seeing that Tennessee Wesleyan is currently in the standings one step higher than Cumberland's. Because they're five and two in the conference versus four and two. Yeah, it just hasn't been updated. That I, I don't want to call the AAC out, but they're really bad at updating their lacrosse website. Fair enough. So either way, so, yeah. After the first round, you said the Reinhardt will, or you know, Reinhardt gets a buy. So whoever's one, Reinhardt will be playing the lowest available seed, and then whoever's two will be playing the highest available seed of the two remaining teams, right? Yeah, correct. And so that leaves more than likely, I mean, definitely, Montreat and Point on the outside looking in in the, in the AAC. Correct. Correct. Okay. So perfect. perfect. Well, it sounds like we have a lot of stuff up in the air right now. So hoping everyone stays safe, hoping a lot more of these games play out, especially in the WAC, because they seem to be the hardest hit in all this. But you know, next week will be really interesting. Once we find out what's going on, we can kind of play around and predict, you know, who might be going to the national invitational slash national championship. Let's just call it what it is. Um, and, and who, you know, there'd be some exciting matchups about that. So very exciting stuff. Uh, if, if you didn't already know, in addition to this podcast, we've been doing a lot of, of NAI coverage on Lax All-Stars this year. So be sure to check out our weekly article where we talk about, uh, you know, good games, not so great games, the way teams are trending in the NAI. And uh, John's one of the guys writing those pieces. So go ahead and check that out, laxallstars.com. 
we appreciate everyone listening. Thank you for the feedback. It's been pretty good so far. And, you know, hopefully you find this worth it. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides. Sides.